skate. Welcome to the morning skate. New backdrop. Shout out Ken. Episode 281. You got your host, Ked, joined by my co-host Brownie. Brownie, what's going on, man? Well, we are uh on the precipice of the playoffs. Okay. Starting and, off with a big word. All right. Yeah, man. And uh I have broken out this playoff chapeau hat. This is the hat I'm going to wear until the Bruins lose, if they lose, a playoff game. So I I was all aboard the Bruins winning the Stanley Cup until you pulled out that hat. I think that you just jinxed them. Now I'm like very on board with they're not going to win. A purple? Why is it purple? Because uh, my daughter told me I should get a purple hat. And that okay. Can you explain to me how you found that hat? Like, what store were you in? She said you should get a purple hat, and I said okay. And one night, my state of mind is irrelevant to this conversation. Okay, I was on on the computer, and I typed in purple hat, and this came up. Oh my god! All right, and it was it was like four dollars, which I feel like I may have overpaid, but still. I think you need to like rub some dirt on it. Like go outside. I want to maybe go get like a Bruins B right there. Ah, I mean, do you think? I think it might just be too fresh. Like you should wear it to work one day and get like. It's hot. It's not. It's not a breathable hat. You should wear it to work one day. Get some sweat on it. You know what I mean? Maybe cut yourself and like rub it on there. Like (laughs) fucking break that thing in. You know. I mean, it's pretty soft. Yeah, it's like silk. Silk. Purple buckle. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you should head over to our YouTube channel. (laughs) For those of you that are watching, Ked said he didn't like it this way. No, you look like uh, I don't even know what you look like. (laughs) I look like an old man down in Florida. Maybe. I don't know. Um, how's your week going, man? Everything going good? Yeah, yeah. All going all going well. Very excited for the playoffs. And uh my daughter uh start school vacations next week, but her school they do the Friday before as a professional day. So she is on vacation right now. And I took off tomorrow to, we're going to um, uh, Southwick zoo, which is down in Menden mass. I believe uh, we've never been, she's very excited. She's never seen a rhino and they have rhinos. So if any of you are listening to this, if you see a guy walking around Southwick's in a purple hat, say hello. I don't remember if I told you this last week, but when I was in St. Louis, I got to go to the zoo and the zoo there is free. Really? Yeah. So you just show up and you walk in the rhino. Must be state must be state funded then if it's free. Lions, tigers, bears, all sorts of shit, dude. Monkeys. Zoos zoos are I mean, I understand the point of zoos in terms of keeping species alive and stuff, but on every level, every zoo is sad. I mean, I guess. I don't really look at it. I mean, not every level. I saw I saw a dad line and a mom line legit cuddle. Like that was kind of cool. Nice. What's really sad though is like your grandkids may only ever see a tiger in a zoo. That's who I was with. Like we walked into the snake exhibit and like there was this little girl and she put her fucking face up against the glass and there was a king cobra literally. So like the only thing separating her face and the king cobra was just a sheet of glass. Yeah. And she was like, isn't it, isn't it fucking crazy that like she can say like that would never happen in the wild. Like she can say, you know what I mean? Like she can say that she did that. And I guess I, I, responded by that little girl's gonna end up being a serial killer someday <laughs> like like have you seen there's a uh aquarium i think in australia where they have a uh full wall video screen but it looks like a tank 
and a great white comes charging at you and it slams and there's a noise and then the glass cracks. It's a video, but they, it's like they, it goes viral every once in a while because people are like diving back out of the way thinking it really broke through. That'd be me. Yeah, same. <laughs> um, all right. We have, we have new talk. To talk about. Yeah. And before we kind of get into everything, just to keep you guys updated, Brownie and I are working a little bit of overtime this weekend. At some point, either Saturday or Sunday, we're going to record two episodes. We're going to do an Eastern Conference playoff episode and we're going to do a Western Conference playoff episode just to kind of break down the playoffs. Um, but this one's just more or less NHL news throughout the week. So if you're looking for matchups and shit like that, stay tuned because that's going to be coming out here soon. Um, but this is just more or less NHL news, all sorts of stuff. We do have some good tidbits in here too. Let me let me ask you this. Are you one of those guys like what towards the NFL season when it's going to playoffs or hockey where they're like, oh, if this happens, this team's going to do this and this will be that matchup? Are you one of those guys that pays attention to all that stuff? I, I don't know. In any, I just know who the Rangers are going to play. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like they're saying tonight, like I don't remember, and I, I could get, be getting this wrong. They were like, if New Jersey loses, the Bruins play Florida. But if New Jersey wins, the Bruins play the Islanders. And there's, I'm like, no, I don't give a fuck, dude. Pay attention to any of that until who's the matchup? So Rangers are playing the Devils, which we'll talk about. Which is fucking great. That's Uh, the first, that's the matchup I wanted. Well, everybody, all the Rangers fans are saying, we wish we had the Hurricanes. And like, do you have any sort of like competitive will in you? Like, I want the Devils. I want to fucking. I want to skull fuck the New Jersey Devils. Well, you remember last year when I, I said the Bruins wanted the Hurricanes? Remember how that worked out? So, no, I want, I want the fucking Devils. I, I think that's going to be a great series. I want Jack Hughes to cut across the middle for me one time. <laughs> True, <but. laughs> one time. Let's all right. Let's just at Mia. Cul- we're going to talk about that again later uh, all right. this weekend. But Mia Culpa's here. We go. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpas with Ked and Brownie. Have you emailed her back yet? Brownie. No, dude. I told right. you. I'm fucking hard to get. I really do need to. I feel like it would just completely surprise her and like she'd be happy about it. So yeah. Should. Yeah, 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 you're right. All right. So Mike Matano, remember I was like, oh, did he play equal in both? He's the North Star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He played five seasons in Mini and 15 in Dallas. So, so you, you, the number five was in both of them. So that's why I was confused. Thanks, yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Uh, the Taryn Kinchuk is the sister of Matthew and Brady, and she plays D1 field hockey at UVA. It's quite the name, Taryn. I've never met a Taryn. Oh, you want to know what? You know what's kind of funny? Me and my friends were talking about this. Uh, I feel like guys' guys' names don't age out, but girls' names do. Let me elaborate. Like, my mom's name is Dorian. Uh, Like, my other friends' moms, like Sheila, Karen, um, all these different names were like, I don't know any girls my age named those things. You don't know anyone named Karen? No, not really. Huh. Like I Every think Sheila I, I know is like older. I feel like mom, like Deborah, my, and my aunt Debbie. Like I feel like these names like age out, and now there's a new crop of names coming in. Where men, James, John, Matt. I mean, obviously yeah. you have like your weird fucking Braxtons and shit. But I think for the most part, like guys are like pretty. Isn't that kind of crazy to think about? Also, yeah. why? Yeah. Why? I mean, James, like junior, senior. Girls never did that. Yeah, you could probably blame it on the patriarchy setup of the country. Yeah, like. like you would think that that would be like the first thing they go after. But <laughs> what's I think weird, and this is new. Speaking of names, is how I saw it in the NFL where guys would have a kid, right? 
mm-hmm. and they would name him like Steve Smith did this. He had a kid named him Steve Smith. So then all of a sudden on his jersey, he was Smith Senior. Yeah. It was like, what? You're you're just the original man. You're classic Coke. Yeah, classic Coke. That's a good one. Uh, you know? Yeah, just awesome. something to think about because yeah. it, it's kind of like my grandma's name was Franny. I don't know any Frannies. Actually, I know a bunch of Frannies. I think that's that might be regional. But, yeah, my age though, I don't uh, think that there's too many Frannies out there. I don't think my grandmother many was Hilda. Debra's, Doreen's. My grandmother was Hilda. I defy you to find me a Hilda. There's no Hilda. So girls' names age out, and guys' names stay forever. Did I ever tell you that I tried, dude, I tried so hard to slip one past my wife for my daughter's name. Her name's Riley. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what about Jerry? And she's like, what? She's like, how would you spell it? I'm like, J-A-R-R-Y. And she's like, as the full name, I go, well, we could name her Jerome and just have (laughs) And she's like, no. (laughs) I tried that. I tried Patrice. Because I feel like Patrice could be a girl's name because you, you call her Patty. Patricia, dude. Or Patricia. I tried that. And I even tried Sydney for Crosby, but yeah. shot down on all three. Yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, the Winnipeg Jets, there is no number 12. Remember that Photoshop they put out with Aaron Rodgers? So in theory, Aaron Rodgers could go to the Winnipeg Jets and play. Okay. Uh, hilarious okay <laughs> when talking about the bruins black aces i forgot oscar steen how and i got you, how could you forget about oscar dude, i got steen. verbally raped over that by like five of my buddies why you know because they were like oscar steen's playing his ass off i'm like he's like the 18th forward relax um and then the last one clayton keller he did not hit his 50 goals or 100 points but 37-48 for 85 is a heck of a season for young players. Yeah, we, we had a hell of a year. Hell of yeah. a year on a dog shit team in a college. Yeah, exactly. Shout so, out to Clayton Keller. There you go. Shout out to Clayton Keller. All right. NHL news. Let's do it. Okay. Uh, on Saturday, April 8th, for the first time in NHL history, all 32 teams played. And I'm pretty sure the Friday before there wasn't a single game. There wasn't a single one? I don't think there was. That's pretty funny. The NHL and their scheduling is so fucking stupid. Like, they did that thinking everybody's going to think this is really cool. But in reality, everybody's just like, dude, like, why? Why couldn't there have been games on Friday? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, that's got to be one of the hardest jobs. I imagine that's something that's done by, like, AI, what? right? How is that hard? You just put it in a computer and they just spit it out for you. I'm assuming but that's you have to factor do. in like all the basketball teams, all the concerts, all that stuff. Uh, I guess, dude. I don't know. I don't College know. stuff. It just seems like it would be well, maybe nowadays with computers, right? But 15, 20 years ago, that that might have paper and pen. Yeah, I just I feel like uh if we're doing a SWAT analysis on the on the NHL, their opportunities, their O would definitely be their scheduling because they are just absolutely dog shit at it. So hopefully <laughs> Jack Edwards had a stat like he was he listed all the games this year. He's like in three thousand two hundred, whatever the number. I'm like, how long have you been sitting on that one, bud? Um, speaking of Jack Edwards and your Bruins, the Bruins sit at the top at the top of the mountaintop with 133 points and 635 and 65 after tonight. Okay, as the best regular season in the history of the NHL, I saw somebody tweet out today. What's more impressive, what the Bruins have done, or Connor McDavid scoring 150 points? And I thought that was the dumbest fucking question I've ever seen in my life. Like this breaks an NHL fucking record. A bunch of people have put up 150 points before. So like, how is that even in the same fucking realm? That's that's people in Edmonton just grasping at any shine possible. Yeah. Kenton, I'm talking to you. 
I mean, hell of a fucking year for you guys. Yep. Sure, we'll get into Bruins in a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean, anything like. No, I'll save it for when we get to the Bruins. I don't want people to be like, ah, it's all fucking Bruins all the time. All right. It's well, going to be with this run. Here's a guy that's kind of surprised me a little bit. Uh, Claude Drew. He notched his 1,000th point with family in the building when he tallied a pair of goals and an assist against Carolina. Drew became the 96th player in NHL history to achieve the feat and propelled the Senators to a 3-2 victory over Carolina. He has a stat line of 328 goals, 673 assists for 1,001 points, and 1,099 games played for Philadelphia, Florida, and Ottawa. Uh, This year he's got 34 goals, 44 assists for 78 points. Uh, The last time he put up around that many points was in 2018 when he had 85. So, and he's getting older. Like that's another thing. Like it, it, I, I wasn't expecting like when he went to Florida, a bit of me was like, okay, Drew's kind of done. Like he'll play for like one or two more years. I, I just, I didn't, I thought he lost his fastball, but now, I mean, after a 34 goal, 44 assist campaign, he shows that he still has it. He's in Canada. He's around his family. They got a really good young team there. Uh, no matter what happens, Claude Drew is going to be remembered as a flyer. It sucks that he was never able to bring on the They wasted. Them. They wasted so much of his years but surrounding ter- him with garbage. Yeah, but in terms of like teams that should be like somewhat of a rival of the Rangers, right? He was one of the more likable dudes that were on those rival teams. Like Claude Drew competes, and he is a fucking. He can be an asshole to play against. He's a he is super super talented. Uh, the shift that he asked, I think, was Laviolette the coach of the Flyers? Was yeah. Laviolette the coach of the Flyers when he yeah. asked? And he's like, hey, I want to start. And he went out and he fucking buried Sidney Crosby. And then yeah, this, yeah. he ended up scoring. So, and like going by Phil Kessel asking him if he's had a Coke today. Like just pretty funny, dude. Nice to see him get a thousand points. Uh, yeah. I, have I told you the story about the kid who wor- used to work for me with yeah. Drew? Yeah. Yep. Just a great guy. Yeah. And an all-time picture with him and uh, – two casts on both of his wrists playing beer pong like years ago. Um, so shout out to him. He took uh he took Biz to that to the NHL awards that time. Yeah, I'm st- I'm still surprised Biz hasn't gotten canceled for that yet. Uh, it's <laughs> oh, only a matter of time before somebody gets pissed off enough at Biz and that to pull that up and like, maybe. Um Joe Pavelski's notched his 1000th point in a cakewalk over Detroit 6 to 1 on the road. Pavelski has a career stat line of 448 goals, 552 assists for 1000 points in 1200 or 1248 games played with the Sharks and the stars. He added another 64 61 for 125 points and 168 games played in the playoffs. He had 77 points last year, 81 this year, 38 years old, uh cap hit of 5.5 mil. Just kind of like your underdog story. I remember watching something on company 39 kind of came out with something with him about like how he wasn't really picked up in colleges wise because of his skating and all this stuff. He's, I feel like he's just a guy where like, you can put him in any sort of thing and he just kind of transforms into the player that he needs to be, to be productive. Um, and he's American. So I've always been a Joe, Joe Pa guy. So the, the two things I always have heard about him. One is that he's that guy that's like a natural at everything. He's like good yeah. at everything he tries. Yeah. And two, the amount of work he puts in to maintain his level. There's stories about him spending an hour after practice having trainers fire pucks at him so he can practice tipping, stuff like that. Yeah, just just an absolute pro. Um, Mark Stahl played in his 11th game. Uh, <laughs> Lindy Ruff is giving rookie Luke Hughes a taste Wait, of that's it? That's all you have to say about Mark Stahl? He doesn't get anything more than Fair that. Fair enough. 
Lindy Ruff gave uh, rookie Luke Hughes a taste of old school coaching as he's been ending practice with Hughes behind one net and having him hit the open net the other side of the rink. Each time he misses, the team must skate the length of the rink and back. Must be trying to get the Hughes softness out of him early. This reminded me of a story. Well, not really a story, but when I played uh, junior college at Hudson Valley, our coach Alvy and Griff and Reynolds, before we got on the ice, before we could get on the ice, they played crossbar game. Mm-hmm. Where they would be at center ice and they would just rip pucks at at a net and we couldn't get on the ice until somebody hits hit a crossbar, until like one of them hit a cross. So like somebody would shoot if they got it, the other two had a chance to get it. If they got it, then it reset. Um, just like kind of weird little games like that. But I had one like this when I was a coach. I this is when I coached Coach Carp, but I don't know if he had already graduated because he. I only I, I'm not sure, but anyways, there were these two twins on the team, lacrosse team, good like super freak athletes, but. You know, not elevators didn't go all the way to the top, and <laughs> they like couldn't get the simplest play. And every time one of them screwed up, we'd make everybody run, right? Mm-hmm. Be like, all right, down and back. And then we got told we were picking on the kid, so then we had him not run, but the rest of the team ran. Got in trouble for that. All well, not in trouble. We got like can't single out anyone. So the third day, the head coach, as the assistant. The head coach just, as soon as he screwed it up, the head coach dropped his stick and he goes, pick up the balls, we're done. And everybody was like, what? He's like, yeah, if you guys can't do this, we're not having practice and I'll let you guys police it yourself. And he's like, come on, Barney, let's go. And we walked. And they figured it out and we never had a problem again. So Hardo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was. He was. He's a good coach, though. Uh, so that's Luke Hughes, but let's talk real quick. Jack Hughes broke a uh, record. So on Tuesday night, the Potential Center, Devil Star 4, Jack Hughes broke Patrick Eliash's 22-year-old franchise record for most points in a single season, tallying his 97th with a late empty net goal and a 6-2 win over the Buffalo Sabres. You know, for a team that won all the Cups, and I understand that they weren't ever that offensive. Like, they were, like we can agree, they they played the trap, they had Berder, they had fucking... They had Marty Broder. Mon- yeah, no, they had monsters on defense, too. It wasn't all... But Broder was the best goalie in the league. It just blows my mind that the Devils have never had a dude hit 100 points. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of crazy, that's right? a Devils stat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I know that you don't like him because of his softness, but I'm hoping this kid ends up developing. I mean, it's going to suck as a Rangers fan, but I'm just talking. In- Actually, fuck that because we don't even play international anymore. So never mind. Did um, you see the quote he had? They asked him, uh, they asked him, like, uh, hey, so your your brother made his debut and you played. You, what did your parents do? He goes, oh, they probably didn't watch our game and watch Quinn's or something that he said to that effect. I wonder, dude, I can't get a vibe on him. Like I definitely get a better vibe on Zegers in terms of like, I think he'd be kind of a cool kid to hang, not a cool kid to hang out with, but I think he'd be fun at least. I don't know how Hughes would be to like, I think they're both kind of cut from that same like kind of like preppy prep. The way he answers, like the but... way he acts like he's such a bother to be interviewed by people like, dude, it's part of the gig. Get over it. You know, yeah. that person's doing a job. Don't be a dick. You know, I mean, he is electric. It's going to be, it will be interesting to see him flying around the ice in the playoffs. So we'll, we'll see what ends up happening with there. As he peels away from the boards constantly. Um, this is brutal. Um, Colorado tough bluff oh. for the defending champs as it broke tonight. This just came out tonight. Yeah. Yep. Gabriel Landeskog will miss the entirety of the 2023 playoffs. He missed the entire season with a knee injury. He underwent arthroscopic surgery in October. It was originally supposed to miss 12 weeks. Last year, prior to the start of the playoffs, he underwent knee surgery and returned from playoffs, scoring 22 points in 20 games in route to a cup. 
he was interviewed saying he thought he'd be ready for the second half. And after this and after this, like they didn't get anything planned out. So he just needed to announce it. And then it, it sounded like they still don't know, really know what they're going to end up doing, but um, it's tough because he got that surgery in order to play and he probably did more damage to his knee, but he won the cup. So I'm sure he wouldn't trade it. You know, I mean, I, he's a fucking, he's a captain. Like, I love him. Yeah. Great player. Remember when he beat the shit out of who was it? Braden Shen last year in the playoffs. Good for both of them throwing, but um, the the biggest backpedal of all backpedaling. Oh ever. yeah, I put it in here. Yeah, New York Islanders after a recent win over Philly, reporter asked Bo Horvat, "How does this rank for you in playoff pushes? The excitement of this building and the fans' involvement over the past couple of games." His response was, "I mean, it's unbelievable. A lot better than Vancouver. I will tell you that for free." So of course, Vancouver fucking blew their shit. Um. And he just started backpedaling. He said, I didn't mean any disrespect to the fans of Vancouver, my teammates, or the city of Vancouver at all. It wasn't directed at them. It's just one of those things where my emotions got the best of me. So this was just like, this is, I broke up with my girlfriend. I'm around everybody. I'm telling all of my friends how fucking awful she is. She's just like the worst thing ever. Her finding out and then being like, oh, baby, I didn't mean that. It, yeah. it, just, it got out of Like, me. what was he thinking? It was broadcast through the arena. And everything's recorded, you know. It would have been way cooler if he doubled down. It was like, oh, 100%. 100%. If he was like, that place was a dump, like that would have been fucking. Yeah, but the best thing that ever happened to me was get the fuck out of Vancouver. And that I like him awesome. as a player, and I knew it was going to be hard to like him as an Islander, but now he's on my shit list. I'm not a yeah, ball fair. Ball. I agree. Uh, Toronto e bug sighting. Oh, this is a long one. Um, Jeff Jet Alexander. Well, the reason this is long is because Sheldon Keith might be the weirdest fucker on the planet. Go ahead. He got into a, a game on Hockey Night in Canada versus Montreal just hours after signing his contract. Wasn't a high-pressure situation. Got him with 70 seconds left, faced no shots. He's currently the goal of the University of Toronto Varsity Blues. I like that. That's the name of the team, yeah. That's kind of cool. Of course, being Toronto, Sheldon Keith had to make it awkward. When asked about subbing in the Alexander after the game, he responded, it was not my decision. Word came down to me about 30 seconds before the whistle came, and I made it happen. When pressed about it, he replied, that's not important. Captain John Tavares and vet Ryan O'Reilly both pled ignorance in their post-game press uh Presser Tavares said afterwards that he had no idea that Alexander was coming in. O'Reilly added, I had no idea I was on the bench. And the next thing I know, I hear we're doing it. Alexander finished up his collegiate season going 12, seven and two with a 2.21 goals against and a 927 save percentage. So it's just like, it's so Toronto. Like remember when he, remember when they got eliminated and he was like, well, they looked us in the eye and shook our hand. It's like, I feel like Sheldon key. And listen, I have no qualms with him as a coach. I think X's knows he's fairly good. You know, he manages those egos, which can't be easy with that team. Uh, but he I feel like he tries to make. Why are you making a story when there isn't a story that needs? Right. To I feel like he makes everything worse by trying to explain stuff like he's just saying, a guy who's like, I hate drama. I yeah. Drama. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Remember when well, he was like, they looked us in the eye and they respect us now. Shut up, dude. Yeah. Um, awesome this one was dude. crazy to me. Austin Matthews is the first Leaf to score 40 goals in four straight seasons. The Maple Leafs have been around since 1924. Yeah, I mean. They had some. Dougie Gilmore was there. Dave Andrewchuk. I mean, they had some. Yeah, some bean. Yeah. So, thought that was funny. Uh, Stick taps go out to this guy. Ryan Nugent Hopkins reached 100 points for the first time in his career. But what makes this so historic is that with McDavid and Drysdale already breaking the century mark, this marks the first time since the 95-96 Penguins that three teammates all broke that threshold. Mew 161, Yager 149, and Francis 119. Peter Nedved ended the season at 99 points that year. Out of uh, 
out of Nugent Hopkins points, 52 came out in the power play. To put it in perspective, the most amount of points he had before that was 69 in 2018, 2019. Gee, so, who's he who's he playing with? Yeah. Well, <laughs> He's good on for McDavid's wing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, still good for him. 100 100 points. Well, good for him. Yeah, 100% good for him, but also good on the coach for slotting him where he can be productive. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Cuz like 3 years ago, everybody was saying he was done. He was going to be kicked out of there. Remember? Everybody was like, yeah. "Oh, he can't do it," you know. Uh, McDavid 64 88 for 152 with a game to play is 88 assists is the most in a single season since Jumbo had 92 in 2006 2007. That's insane having 92. Uh, McDavid becomes the sixth player in NHL history to crack 150 points in a season and the first since Lemieux in 95 96. Pretty crazy, yeah. This last one was a nice thing. And shout out to Jason Demers, he's on the pod. Uh, Edmonton, right? Yep, that was was all disco, yeah, right, Uh, right. They called out to Mers to play in a 700th game versus old team, the Sharks. Uh, came into camp on a PTO, didn't make the team, but has suited up for the Bakersfield Condors in the AHL all season with a stat line of zero goals, 18 assists, 18 points, and 55 games played in 75 pins. Good career. Yeah. Good nothing, career. nothing to be embarrassed about or anything. You know, you had 700 games in the NHL. <laughs> now, I know you don't like the Norris for offensive stats, whatever. Yeah. There's only one award. It, yep. It's going to Eric Carlson. Yep. Uh, he 100 points become the I've first. I've accepted team. it and moved on, but. Well, dude, this is still pretty fucking crazy. 100 points yeah. become the first defenseman since Brian Leach in 91 92. Only five defensemen in the history of believe in the league have achieved the 100 point threshold or did it six times. Coffee did it five times. McKinnis, Leach, and Poppin. To me, yep. Eric Carlson putting up 100 points is more impressive than Connor McDavid putting up 150. Uh, well, Considering where their teams are in the standings, I agree with you. Well, that and just as a defenseman to put up a hundred fucking points, dude. Like, what a fucking. He's also, I think he's also like a minus forty-two or something. I, I'm giving the guy credit. No, it's. I'm not taking anything away from his offensive skill. Brownie or Coffee, McKinnis, Leach, Potvin, Carlson, Hall of Famer. No. What? You think Carlson's a Hall of Famer? More than fucking PK Subban. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not stumping for people. I know, but people were saying that. Uh, He's Letang, never. Latang's got cups, but in their prime, I would take Carlson over Latang any day of the week. Oh, I don't know about that one. Any day of the week, and and like that's this, a poll you should put people, out. People might see. People might say this might be Eric Carlson's prime because he just put up 100 points. But when he fucking willed Ottawa all the way through the playoffs on one ankle and yeah. easily their best player. I haven't seen anything like that in a really long – well, I don't know if I ever have. So, yeah. um, Minnesota, Joel Erickson, Erickson Eck is week-to-week with the lower body injuries and the danger of missing the opening round of the playoffs. That's a huge blow. Ryan Hartman got suspended a game for his hit on uh, Nikolai yeah. Ehlers. But that's a meaningless game. I mean – 100%. But then Neil Pionk only got fined for cross-checking Johansson. Do you see that? Mm-mm. Dirty fucking play, dude. <laughs> like I got this too for Minnesota before we move on. This just came out like a half hour ago or so. Uh Frederick Gaudreau signed a five year, ten point five million dollar contract with the Wild yesterday. Sorry. The twenty nine year old forward would have been in uh UFA after the end of the season. Good, good uh bottom six depth there for two point five a year. Yeah. Take yeah. It. Um, Buffalo, Tage Thompson became the first Buffalo Sabre to score 45 or more goals in a single season since McGillney had 76 and LaFontaine had 53 and 92, 93. So hell of a year. Good season for him. 
I did write a, a Buffalo Sabres blog, so shout out to me. Pretty good. Overtime. Uh, <laughs> Chicago. Jonathan Taves will play his last game as a Blackhawk tonight versus Philly. He's yet to decide about his future. And speaking with Chicago GM Kyle Davidson, they came to a mutual understanding that he will not be resigned after his eight-year, $84 million contract expires at the end of the season. In 52 games played, he has a stat line of 14 goals, 16 assists for 30 points, which is by far the lowest of his 15-year career. If this is the end for Taves, his career stat line is 371 goals, 511 points, and 882 points. Wait, 511 assists, 882 points in 1,066 games played, 607 pims, and another 45-74 for 119 and 137 playoff games. Almost a point-per-game player. Uh, three cups along with the U17 championship, two-time world junior championship, a gold in the Canada cup and a gold and silver in the world championships to go along with two Olympic golds. He's the youngest member of the triple gold club and also has a Selkie, a Con Smythe and a Mark Messier leadership award to go along with the seven NHL all-star nods. Holy fuck. We talked about I, Patrice Bergeron being Mr. Perfect. Look at those fucking. You know what's funny is accolades. that I forgot about all his stuff until I was like looking through it and I was like, holy shit, I forgot about all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I would love I'm to put. I would, sure. love to put, I would love to put his accolades up next to Bergeron's and see what they would be like. I'm assuming they're probably pretty similar, right? In terms of like champion. Yeah, I think so. I, I think Bergeron has a, Bergeron had a longer career, so it'll be skewed that way, and more Selkies and um, and less cups. So let's make it. Yeah, there. yeah, less cups. Um, was and he and he and he was a captain his whole life. Bergeron only did that for one or two years. So wow, yeah, uh, he actually was a young captain too, which is not mm-hmm. easy to do. He was he was the second line center, right? On the golden team, the golden goal was Crosby. Wasn't he the second line center on that team? I don't know the answer to that. Maybe I think he was. I think Crosby was the number one. Taves was the number two. That team was fucking stacked. The fact that that game even went to overtime is insane. Yeah. Um, when Keith Kachuk talks, his sons listen. The game between Brady's Ottawa and Matthews Ford erupted into chaos. Nine player ejections, one coach ejection, 166 combined penalty minutes. Um, fuck. I actually want to bring this up really quick before we get, get into this. We talked, okay. we talked about Minnesota and Winnipeg. Did you see mm-hmm. Winnipeg's Rick bonus go at Dean Evison? Yeah. And, and he just goes, yeah. Yep. That guy, I, he is hilarious, dude. There's been a couple of times this season where he's just lost it on refs. And it's like, dude, that guy might've killed somebody back. You then. go look up Dean Evison's fights. He was no slouch. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, he's cool. I just wanted to mention that he but, beat. Okay. The, I watched one the other day. He beat the bag out of Gary Galley when Galley played for the Flyers. I just, I need to bring that up and give credit where credits due. But back yeah. to that. Um, penalties included eight fighting majors, eight misconducts. Matthew achieved one of the rare feats in hockey over the last twenty years and became the third player in the two thousands to reach both hundred points, hundred pims in the same season. 76 games played, 105 points, 109 pims. Asked after the game about supporting his brother in the playoffs, Brady replied, "He won't." Uh, he won't be going to Florida to cheer him on, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, he fucking blew up the brinket, which kind of started everything. And then there was a moment where Brady and Matthew were, like, talking at center ice, and they're like, oh, the Kachuk brothers are talking. Maybe, I don't like, think they would ever. Maybe. Matthew's been on record time and time again saying that Brady would beat the piss out of him. Yeah. So, But Bra- Brady Kachuk, <laughs> dude, what was it? Matthew Kachuk, like, kind of beat somebody up. And was like trying to pump up the crowd. Meanwhile, Mark Stahl was getting his face caved in by Brady Kachuk in the corner. It was one yeah. of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. So shout out to Kachuk's. Um, Tampa. Steve Samkos played in his 1,000th game last week. Uh, 515 goals, 541 assists for 1,056 points in 1,002 games played, along with 597 pims, plus another 43, 48, 91 points in 117 uh, playoff games. Hall of Famer. 
for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, this was bad. Tanner Janelle might not be ready for the first round of the playoffs. I think it's longer. Cooper's being cagey with a timetable for the wingers return says it's up in the air. It looked like he just blew out his entire knee. So, uh, thoughts and prayers to the ox dude. I like Tanner Janelle. I hope he gets better soon. I thought it was funny cause I know people don't like the lightning, but the lightning saw what Toronto did and they were like, okay, we're just going to beat the shit out of him. Go get Tanner Janelle. So it sucks that he's not going to be in the lineup. Cause I think it would have been really fun to watch that happen. Well, that means Wayne Simmons probably isn't dressing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that helps Toronto out a lot. Yeah. Braden Point, uh, was that the quietest 51 goals in the in the NHL this year? He is the most underrated player in the National Hockey League. And Kucherov has like 113 points as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, Calgary, how do you spell underperforming? C-A-L-G-A-R-Y. The Flames, picked by many experts to make the playoffs, will be golfing early. Uh, 16 losses in year came in overtime or in the shootout. I think the thing that isn't being talked about enough, well, it probably is, but we're going to talk about it. The fact that Tyler Toffoli was on the bench and he sent out Richie <laughs> to fucking do a shootout. In what world are we living in? Yeah. Um, but, that, but I feel like, and listen, maybe I'm generalizing over his past stuff. And I should have asked Jenks about this. I forgot we we're going to talk about this. Um, I feel like Sutter would rather lose the game to make his point sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I wonder if that was a little bit of a shot at, you know, from him, mm-hmm. like, you know, Richie shows up every day, works hard. I, who knows? You know, I know it's still a fail, but the fact that they almost made the playoffs after losing Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Gachuk, like, mm, yeah, um, this is this is sad. Everybody buckle up. Just really <laughs> take it in. The Pittsburgh Penguins will miss the playoffs for the first time in 16 years, which was the longest streak in the four major professional sports. The Penguins had their destiny in hand as they had to beat two of the worst teams in the league to get in, but their loss to Chicago combined with New York Islander win over Montreal sent the Penguins home early. The longest playoff streak in the NHL now belongs to the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Boston Bruins at six straight years. Jacob Truba. 16 years is quite a run though. Jacob Truba destroyed the Pittsburgh Penguins for a job. And I hate to see it. It was such a dirty hit. I can't believe it wasn't called when it was. Um, I don't know how I'm going to be able to sleep at night knowing all this. And it's just, I have a lot of thoughts and prayers out to the Pittsburgh media, uh, to Sidney Crosby, to Mike Sullivan, to actually everybody at NHL headquarters. Cause I know that's really hard on them as well. It's just a travesty. It sucks. I don't know what else to do. Uh, Sidney Crosby did everything he could. Became the 15th player in NHL history, recorded 1,500 points. Became the sixth fastest player in NHL history to achieve that milestone. Stat line, 550 goals, 950 assists for 1,500 points with 783 pims to go along with 71 goals, 130 assists, and 201 points in 180 games played in the playoffs. It's really sad. Um, Just Pittsburgh, man, I feel for you. It's just, I don't know how I'm going to be able to live. So, uh Ted, try for the other 1,400, 14 players to hit 1,500. I got him. Gretz. Hold on, hold on. I got to find him now. I wrote him down. All right, go ahead. Yep. Gretz, Messier. Yep. Uh, How? Yep. Or? Uh, no. No? Um, okay, so there's some big ones right there. Uh, Yager. Yep. Lemieux. Yep. Um, Francis. Yep. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, so far, you only have one miss, buddy. Ah, uh, God, I'm trying to think of like Sackick. Uh, no. Gilmore. No. Fuck, Anderchuk. No. 
All right, we're up. All right, who, who else? All right, Marcel Dion. Yep, okay. DVY, Phil Esposito, Ray Bork, Joe Thornton, Mark Recchi, Paul Coffey. The Wrecking Ball. Yep, the Wrecking Ball. The Wrecking Ball. No shit. Good for him, yep. dude. Uh, Wayne Gretzky's stat of the week. While the NHL is marveling about Connor McDavid scoring this season, McDavid has also achieved something that only two other players have even sniffed. McDavid this season went seven games without a point, which puts him tied at ninth for the fewest games without registering a point. Lemieux also had a seven-game drought, but also had a four-game dry spell good for second. The king of the stat, the great one, who had two seasons where he didn't score in three games straight. One year he went four straight, two seasons where he went five games. One year he went six games, and one year he went seven games. No one else comes close to these three in the history of the game. How did these you are for people? These are for people that have achieved that one fifty. How how did you find that? I have no idea. It came the- across one of my timelines or something, and I just when I see stuff, I snap a picture of it and I keep it in my phone until we sit down to do the document, and then I dig through my phone and find all this stuff. All right, I'm putting the pocket in dumb change. What we got? All right, so the ketchup wars are on at Fenway Park. For the last two years, the Red Sox have been in a contract with True Made Foods. This company promotes, among other things, gluten-free ketchup that is only sweetened with real fruit and vegetables. This, quote, ketchup is compared to watery salsa and red paste. Just another re- reason for the Red Sox fans to hate John Henry. It's just, yeah. I'm Sox, sure are brutal. Sox are a really bad baseball team. Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, so I'm not sure if this next one is problematic. So I'm going to say this very carefully. So apparently celebrity DJs are a thing. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. There's a guy named Diplo. Yep. And he commented recently that he's not gay or bi because when he receives oral pleasure from men, he doesn't make eye contact. There is a saying that there's nothing gay about getting your dick sucked, but... I, I don't, I, I don't, I, I, <laughs> all right. Next one. Dude. Yeah, I, exactly. I I yeah, 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 yeah. So in Missouri, <laughs> this one, I love this story in Missouri, 78 year old Bonnie Gooch. What a name, by yeah, the way, has been arrested for bank robbery for the third time. The senior citizen just got off probation from a bank robbery in 2020 and was apprehended by Mount Pleasant police with no incident. She was also convicted of bank robbery in California 46 years ago. If the legend of Bonnie and Clyde is not accurate with Bonnie getting shot to death, then could this be her? Because the timeline works out. And Gooch definitely sounds like a made-up name. It's it's an unbelievable name. It's an yeah. unbelievable story. I'd love to have a beer with her. She probably smoked cigarettes. I'd smoke a cigarette with her. Oh, she smokes like Paul Malls or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Good for her. Yeah. Keeping the dream. Uh, and then lastly, I need to head up to Maine and grab Hal because the Maine Mineral and Gem Museum is offering a $25,000 reward to retrieve fragments of a meteorite that made landfall a few days ago near the Canadian border. In order to get the big reward, the piece that you bring back has to be over two and a, 2.2 pounds, but they will offer lesser cash for smaller pieces. Listen, I said to my wife, if I was like in my 20s and like bartending, you know, still, I'd be like, hey, I need a week off. And I would go up there and try to find this. I think that'd be kind of fucking cool, dude. Just do yeah. some shrooms and see, see what you can find. Just wander around the woods. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it for Dump and Change. All right, Dump and Change. We're going to go to the Rangers now. Uh, I, have, I have some fun things to talk about with the Rangers. Only five centers have more points in the last four seasons of Mika Zibanejad. Shout out to Stat Boy Steven. McDavid, 476. Oh, wait, we're talking. Yeah, yeah. McDavid, 
Um, actually, yeah. McDavid, 476. Drysaddle, 428. McKinnon, 353. Matthews, 337. Huberto, 309. Mika Zibanejad, 296. So, pretty cool stuff. Um, speaking of Mika Zibanejad, he also won the team MVP award. So, shout out to him. Um, there was a new blog or article written about Chris Kreider's new level of confidence propelling him to elite status. And it was like Jimmy VC being interviewed saying that that's the one thing that he sees about Kreider is that he's more confident. I hate that because that just means Kreider thinks he can do shit with the puck. Not a fan of that. Um, yeah, so Ryan Lindgren won the Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award. Uh, we talked about this last week a little bit. Um, of course, his first shift, he gets high sticked in the face by Chris Kreider. And then in overtime, he blocks a, sh- blocks a slap shot to the face by Jeff Skinner, only to return to the bench a couple minutes later. Um, Bill pretty, like that blog I wrote. I told you. Unbelievable. And he also won the Player's Player Award. The Player Player Award has been given annually since the conclusion of the 1958-59 season. Recognizes the Ranger who is selected by his teammates. Best exemplifies what it means to be a team player. He earns the honors for the second time in the last three seasons. So shout out to Ryan Lindgren. Um as nominated by the New York Rangers media, Jimmy Vc is a Bill Mashton Memorial Trophy nominee. Uh, Elaine Vigneault has been, uh, was fired five years ago, a couple days ago. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, I didn't know where you were going when you said Elaine Vigneault. I'm like, wait, what? Did it it was one, one of the best days of my life, dude. Uh, Fair meanwhile, okay, okay. The, NFL, the Hartford Wolfpack clinched a playoff spot when they won their seventh win in a row. It's the first time since 2014-15 that the, both the Rangers and the Wolfpack will appear in the postseason. Nice. Um, and one other thing, we got the Devils. So we're going to end up seeing what happens there. Again, we're going to talk about this in a later podcast. It's going to be released probably Monday, I would think, um, where we're going to kind of yeah, go. If we, if we can get them out Monday, that's before any game. So Yeah. So uh, Monday the latest, I meant. The Rangers lost tonight to the Leafs. It looked like they tied it up with one second left, but then they said it was a kicking motion. Just might as well get the fuckery going now, right? Like why wait for the fucking playoffs? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I think I'm, I'm, I, I am really hoping the Rangers takes that one extra step. We'll see what ends up happening. If Igor can kick, uh, anything's possible. So we will see what happens there. Oh, Adam Fox made a fucking beautiful, beautiful play tonight. It was, uh, kind of a broken play on the power play. He got the puck obviously in the umbrella situation, but kind of pretended to creep down to take a shot behind the back pass over to his left side to Artemi Panarin for a one-timer shelf. It was nice chef's kiss. Um, Isn't it weird that playoffs are already like, doesn't it seem like last year's playoffs, at least for me, were like yesterday. I like yeah. like watching the games outside. Like you remember yeah. me, I was going fucking crazy for the. Oh, you had the fires and everything. That's right. Yeah. So you should bring those back with your neighbor there. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that could happen. I, I, I'm just, I'm really, really fucking excited to see what happens. Devils, Rangers, it's gonna be crazy. Uh, if you're a Devils fan, don't fucking look at me. That's all I'm saying. I'll spit on you. I'll <laughs> slap you. I'll throw you in the middle of the road. At least until this series is over. Um, and if the Rangers lose, I just want to let everybody know that I'm not going to take that gracefully. So, uh, that is, uh, it's kind of what I got. I'm pumped. We're going to see what fucking happens with the boys. It's going to be pretty fucking cool. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of what I got there. Look, look for the kid line. Also shout out to Ken. I think we're going to have some kid line videos coming out. All of Filipino, Alexi Lafreniere, a couple Kako's goals this year. Um, yeah. So that's kind of what we got there. So that's Rangers. Uh, the Bruins 
<clears throat> like we said before, historic season. Yep. Uh, Jim Montgomery, head coach, most wins in the obviously the most wins in the first season with a new team. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Poshnok got a goal tonight in a ugly game. They ended up beating Montreal with like their C game, I would say. Uh, Bergeron left the game uh, as precautionary with upper body. He just got. I think he's fine from everything I looked at, but I think he'll be okay. Uh, Allmark hits the 40 win mark. Pasternak got goal number 61 tonight. Um, the chemistry between the Pasta, Zaka, Bertuzzi line. I, I assume they're going to slot Krejci back in there and drop Bertuzzi to the third line, but who knows? You know, I did see that video of Bertuzzi talking. He's like, hey, shut the fuck up. I'm talking here. Yeah, Everybody yeah. kind of going nuts. That's yeah. Um. And uh, Pavel Zaka wins the seventh player award, which is uh, a nice thing. And they had their, not tonight, but their last home game, they did the shirts off their back, which is always a nice a nice thing that they do at the end of the year for the fans. The Rangers also did that, but also Pavel Zaka is so much cooler now that he's on the Bruins than when he was a devil. Like, well, yeah, like so much fucking cooler, dude. Obviously. Um, they played Montreal tonight, and it was so fucking sloppy. They look like they went on a bender last night in Montreal, half of them. Probably. How did anything with Hoffman and Greer? No, Greer fought. Um, so he did fight somebody. He fought somebody. He took a shot in that fight. I'd give the the, the winner on points to the Canadian player. Probably Pizzetta. Was it Pizzetta? No, it wasn't Pizzetta. I don't remember who it was. But whoever it was is like 6'5". Okay. Yeah, right. so good on Greer for sticking in there. Freddie tried to get it going a few times, and uh, uh, Swayman took a nice shot at Gallagher, of course, because he had the puck covered, and, of course, Gallagher digs his stick under, like such a dick all the way to the end. You know what fight I saw? Um, fuck, I forget his name. It was John Scott versus a little dude on the Islanders. And he was he was little because he was like five eight, but he looked like he was two thirty and just one muscle. And John Scott ends up getting fucking drilled in the face and dropped. I forget the fucking guy's name. If you guys oh. get a chance, John Scott YouTube, check it out. It's really and Scott just gets up laughing like I should have probably won that, but I just got my ass kicked <laughs> by somebody who's like two feet shorter than me. So, um, yeah. Uh, and then the other thing for the women's worlds, um, yeah, buddy. Carp and the Northeastern contingent are up there for the weekend. Uh, What's that? I love it. Uh, they had the prelims over this or over today. The uh, semis and the I forget what they call the runner-up thing. It starts this weekend. Uh, Aaron Frankel, uh, friend of the podcast. Yep. She's got a one point two three GAA and nine forty four save percentage and four go- four games played. She's got one win, three wins, and a shootout loss. And the shootout went to nine rounds. Yeah, I feel like those are pretty good fucking stats. I'm sure we're going to be talking about this in just a little bit. And she would have won it, but she just missed the poke check. Uh, Haley, Haley Scamara, she's a Northeastern alum. She hasn't been on the podcast, but she's a Northeastern alum. She's got one, one, and two in five games played. Uh, friend of the podcast, Alina Mueller, yep, yep. three and five and four games played. She's playing Japan right now, I believe, but it's not on TV. Uh, and Chloe Aroid, unfortunately, France, very, very young team. They got lit up for four games. She only registered an assist, but she was dynamic out there. Still so, got a point, dude. Still shout got out it. to them. Shout out to our Huskies. Shout yep. out Coach Carp. Yep. And Coach Flint, who's up there, too. And I think Coach Berman is there. If she's not, shout out to her anyways. Shout out to all the fucking coaches out there, dude. Um, Beerly ground up. I didn't play last week because it was Easter. So uh, I have a game this week, I think. I need to check into that. But that's pretty much all I got. You got anything? 
I played. I don't remember what happened. That's oh, right. I, yeah, I haven't played since the last one with the cross check and stuff. That, that okay. we were supposed to play the other night, but I uh, I couldn't make it. So, all right, all right Dom Morris, heroes and zeros. Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here. So, do you, I do you have any heroes? Uh, do I have any heroes? I'd have to think about it. You can do your hero if you want. I have two heroes, and you have a zero. So, you want to go hero, zero, hero? Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to try to remember a hero, but you go first. All right, so my first one, and I'm only giving this to him because it was a meaningless game. So Lucas Condotta of the Canadiens mm-hmm. uh, played tonight the first shift in his first NHL game, and the first time he touched the puck, scored. That's pretty fucking cool. So stick taps to that kid. Good on him. Number 73 for the Canadiens. So, okay. I mean, they ended, the Bruins ended up winning, so that was just a cool moment for him. Would you, if you were like a kid, like not a high draft pick, and like you went to camp and they gave you a number, and then you got a couple games in, and then you made the team, would you change your number, or would you just keep the number that the team gave you? Um, it depends on a lot of variables. Depends on the number they gave me. So I, would, I think I'd keep seventy three. And it depends on how I'm playing with that number. Like if I feel I had a good games under, like no matter what the coaches say, if I feel like I could have done better, I might ask for a different one. Do you think that you would have that fucking feather on all your sticks? Like you broke a stick. Do you think you'd have like the trainer be like, fucking put it on the stick now. Oh yeah. I might (laughs) actually, because they, they usually bring like four at a time. I might cut it into fours and quarter it, you know? Uh, my zero of the week goes to this lady who's probably never had any interactions on Twitter ever going after Aaron Frankel. I don't even know her name. What a fucking donkey of a human being. Um, <laughs> you look at all the stats that she's put up in Northeastern and the stats that you just gave me right there. That's somebody who clearly has a fucking agenda, I would think. That's like all the people that say that Carey Price isn't good. In what fucking world when all the NHLers are saying he's the best? So well, with, with female, with women college hockey, it's very much Midwest prejudice like they, they think everything out of the midwest like hockey east is a joke to them you only play who you can only play you know who's a fucking joke that lady you're yeah. a fucking joke what's her name uh nicole hass i think fuck off nicole hass aaron frankel's fucking america's goalie whether you like it or not oh i was going back and forth with a couple of people tonight about phillips gwen phillips they're saying that philip so the, the organization that this lady writes for gave gwen phillips the third goalie of the year she had like an eight, seven goals against and like a, over a nine sixty save percentage and like 34 wins. And you say, oh, hockey East is so easy. She set new careers high every round of the NCAAs in terms of saves. Sounds so like what's her name? Mo- Molly Gas. What's her name? Molly Gas. What's oh, Nicole. Name? Nicole Hass, I think. Same fucking thing. Probably a Penguins fan. Just a miserable <laughs> fucking human. Take a lap. Put away your fucking laptop and let the women play hockey. That's have a Snickers. Yeah. Oh, I have another zero. I'll do two zeros. George fucking Peros. What a fucking bug (laughs) that guy is. Giving Ryan Hartman a game and Neil Pionk only 5,000. Ryan Hartman was at least trying to control his own ice. Neil Pionk was purposely trying to hurt somebody. So, uh, still hasn't called us back either. Fucking the NHL's parking meter made, dude. George (laughs) Peros. All right. My other hero is, uh, Jonathan Taves. So, I hope he plays again at the level he was at because I always liked him as a player. But the shout-out to this guy, tonight was his last game. He bought hundreds, was the quote, in all caps, hundreds of tickets 
for area youth hockey teams, boys and girls, to go to the game for his That's last That's so game. fucking cool, dude. Yeah. And he, they showed him, like, waving his stick and interacting with them during warm-ups and stuff. So, good on him. He didn't have Again, to do that. Don't need to do that. No, yep. he did it anyway. All right, guys. Well, we have one last segment. Three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. All right, Brownie, because... We're on the eve of NHL playoffs. We want to know what our three favorite eves are. And not necessarily like Christmas Eve, obviously. We were saying like the night before stuff. But Christmas know. Eve can count. Yeah, um, for if sure. If you wanted to. I have honorable mentions. All right. Hey, speaking of the night before, you ever seen that movie the night before? Uh, probably not. Seth Rogen, uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and the guy who played. Oh, I think so. Fucking great movie. But... I, um... I'm going to update everybody on my TV watching. I'm now caught up on Succession. Did you get a chance to check it out yet? Haven't watched a single episode. Oh, man, you got to get into it. So now that I'm caught up on that, I'm crushing The Wire. Back on The Wire grind. The Wire is great, man. Yeah. So, um, okay. So my honorable mentions. Go ahead. Thanksgiving Eve. Because we all go out and get fucking buckled. So I have Thanksgiving Eve on mine as well because of a two. it's two-pronged. Because you go out. It's the biggest bar night of the year, mm-hmm. right? And back when I was bartending, I always worked it. Cause I don't live where Money. I work. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'd kill it. Yeah. But now that I'm not going out and I have a family and we host Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Eve so cool because it's all like, Oh, I got to cut the carrots to do them tomorrow. And it's fun. Cause you sit around, you drink, you tell stories Calm before the storm. Dude. You just have a good time and everybody's doing food prep and it's just a fun night. Yeah. So. Actually, now that I just said the calm before the storm, this might not be an Eve, but like, you know, you can tell when a storm's coming in. Yep. Maybe like the eve of a storm. Uh, Thursday nights, every Thursday night, just because it's Fridays the next day. Everybody loves Fridays. Growing up as a kid, when you knew you were going to get a snow day, the night before snow day. Was oh, like, yeah. Do you, are you old enough that you had to wait for the scroll across the bottom of the TV? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, or yeah. the radio? Wait, wait. Alphabetical order. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, dude. There was a... Uh, there was a school called Ichabod Crane, and every time, even Come on. I swear to God, and every time it snowed even just a little bit, they'd get canceled. So I think back in like the '80s, they didn't cancel school, and a kid drove to school that day and like got in an accident and died. Oh, so geez. ever since then, every single time there's even a f- like sprinkle of snow, there yeah. goes. Um, eves before vacation, you got a vacation coming up. It's like okay, this is pretty cool, and an eve before you go somewhere to see somebody. You kind of get fucking pumped up to see whoever you want to see, whether it be the boys, a significant other, you get fucking all sorts of jacked up. So, all right, wait, let me give you my honorable mentions. Okay. okay. I also had the night before vacation because mm-hmm. we're so psyched to be going away. That's a, that's a great one. I had Thanksgiving Eve, like we talked about. And then my other one is uh, the night before the NFL kickoff mm-hmm. is when we always have our fantasy football draft. Okay. That's cool. And That's we do it. At, we, well, when we when we're back this year in person, we do it at the local Elks, which is like <laughs> That's fucking sick that you're in like a mile and a half from my house. <laughs> That's they, fucking it's unreal. the coldest, cheapest beer in town. Twenty five cents. We probably have pull tabs in there. It smells like cigarettes. Yeah, they give great. us they give us the fucking ballroom, and ballroom. it's like it's huge. Like there's twelve of us, or maybe some. Sometimes other people come. So at the most, there's fifteen people. And we have a ballroom that's probably a hundred by fifty. It's huge. Everybody has their own table. We put the board up, and um, 
we each give the lady like eight bucks and she makes us calzones, homemade calzones. Does somebody does somebody DJ it? You should get a fucking no, speaker and mic. That'd be funny. Have... That'd be funny. You that, can come. That would be you fucking hilarious. You're now on the clock. Like, you can come in the fall and be the DJ. <laughs> Maybe I'll do that. All right. Uh, any more honorables? No, that was it for my honorables. All right. My third star, June 26th. Now you might be asking yourself, why is June 26th an Eve? Because the Volcano Burrito at Taco Bell is coming back June 27th. Oh I am going to be rock hard the entire day of June 26th. The Volcano Burrito is arguably the best thing that Taco Bell has ever released. And because so I should wait it, and go to Taco Bell for this? Listen, dude, if you need to take a shit, yeah. June 27th is your day. The Volcano <laughs> Burrito will eat you from inside out, dude. And, and you do it, and it's like I earned that. So... Shout out and breaking news to everybody because I doubt everybody knows that it's coming back June 27th. So June 26th, I'm going to be up all night. So what, 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 what is it? Like what's in it? Is it it's a spicy a, hot one? Is that why? It's a certain type of sauce that goes into this burrito that will make your it, dude. It's unbelievable. All right. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so my number third, I mean, my number third, my third star last day of school, last day of school. All through that's a really good one, dude. Kindergarten through high school, even college, when you know your finals are done. And when I was coaching, it was like, oh, school's out, seniors are done, but they still show up for practice. You know, it was always last day of school. This might be a hot topic, but I almost think when you were younger, the first day of school, like well, there was always, in your there classes, was always a lot of like, people had anxiety about it too. Oh, I was always pumped up to see who's gonna Same. be in class. but there was always people that had anxiety. Uh, but the, and the other bonus of the last day of school, no more fucking buses when you're trying to drive around town. I don't know if there's a better feeling than taking all of your notebooks, all of your books through the whole year and just fucking throwing them right in the fucking trash can. See, or throwing it or throwing it off the upper stairs. Dude, that was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my number two. The night before free agent frenzy. I fucking oh, that's love a, that's a good one. The night before free agent frenzy, dude. That's uh, a good one. You know, Bobby Margaritas is yeah. fucking making them. You know, uh, that always gets me going, especially if your team's in in a spot where they're looking to add free agent yep. frenzy. Sick. My number two is the night before. Like I know I'm done with the job. Yeah. So I like this one. There's no end in sight. Cause it, it keeps getting more and more piled on. But when I know I have to go back one last day for a little bit here and there, give it a sweep, get all my shit, whatever, you know, cause it's the day it's like seven o'clock at night. And I'm like, Oh, I could stay here till nine or I can come back tomorrow for three hours. Yeah. No, so I'm going to go back tomorrow for three hours. I think that kind of goes if, if anybody changes their job. Like, your jobs are different because you have, like, it's the same thing but different jobs. Yeah. If you have a job that you're leaving, more than likely you're pretty fucking pumped to leave. Oh, so. yeah, yeah. Well, if, you, if you're if you starting a new job, the night before would be exciting as well. Because yeah. you always go in, you know, with the biggest hopes, yeah. you know. My number one is Christmas Eve, dude. I yep. fucking love Christmas Eve. The smells, the cookies, the food, the Christmas tree, the, it's just everything. Christmas Eve is the best day of the year. So, I, I knew you were going to do Christmas Eve, so I didn't do it. I'm going to go when I was growing up. The night before Halloween was Cabbage Night, is what mm -hmm. it was called, and it was mayhem. And <laughs> I love Cabbage Night more than I like Halloween. I'm at the point where I said to my wife this year, I'm like. And my buddy, who we go trick or treating with, I'm like, 
are they old enough for cabbage night? And the wives are like, no, you fucking idiots. Because they're like six and eight, you know. Can we buy Riley a couple cartons of eggs and just let her fucking loose? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's go. You know, and I mean, it's bad enough that we walk around town with a uh, radio flyer full of beer, but I can't wait for Riley to be like, yeah, let's let's TP some houses. So I can't wait for the fucking first round of playoffs, dude. Yeah, uh, for sure. Pumped. It's going to be sick. Good three stars, Brownie. That was a good one. Look at it. We're right in an hour. Nice, that's, that's nice podcast ready for the playoffs. Do you have any other any other things for our listeners? Oh, so we're talking about TV and stuff? Mm-hmm. I just finished this show on Netflix called Beef. Mm-hmm. Dude, awesome. I have to check it out. I have to finish The Wire. I'm only on season four. So oh, I'm this, is ten, this is 10 episodes that are between 30 and 40 minutes each. So okay. Buzz right through it. Uh, did you ever watch The Walking Dead? Nah, I watched The Last of Us. That was really good. Well, the, one of the actors is from The Walking Dead, Glenn, uh, okay. a Korean guy, and a stand-up comedian, Ali Wong. The whole thing is based upon Road Rage, and it just spirals it's a black comedy it's so good have you ever seen the show you on netflix you why are you it's about this guy he's a stalker and he like stalks yeah yeah i've never seen it but i know what you're talking about the second season there's a guy you know chris delea he's a a comedian yeah he's in it yes he's in it and how old is this i'm just it's it's recent i'm gonna say allegedly because didn't he just get canceled not that long ago for like Dude, like a lot of like severely underage girls. So allegedly, um, yeah, allegedly, the character he plays in you is a dude that goes after younger age girls. He's just is leaning that, in. Is that not fucking crazy? Is he just like buying into that role? He's just leaning in, I guess. And I think that came out before. Uh, had to have come out before all of that happened. There's wow, no way that that's that crazy. Is that not fucking nuts? Yeah, that is. Hmm. So yeah, sorry to end it on a dark spot, but we got the playoffs coming up, Brownie. Say it. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just that one got it. That was fucked up. So, anyways, watch beef. <laughs> and speaking of big beefy people, oh my god, God bless you, Jerome McGinley. It's, it's worse and worse every week. <laughs> Wherever you are, buddy, watching the playoffs. Calgary's out. Pittsburgh out. You really were barely a king or or an avalanche, but you really enjoyed your time here. There was nothing that would make me happier than to see Jerome McGinley as one of the banner captains before the game, firing up the crowd. There was a there was an article that came out a few years ago. I can try to find it. It was like a long time ago where he said that he always wanted to be a Ranger. Oh, so really? I, if I can find that, I'll send it over to you. I I would wear a McGinley Ranger jersey. Okay. So right. you go. God bless you, Jerome, wherever you are, buddy. And All please right. come on the pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> shout out to Ken. Shout out to everybody who's blogging. Everybody's doing great. So uh, we yep. will talk to you guys shortly. We'll get our podcast out Monday so you guys can all listen to it. So thanks okay. for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon. See you.